Well, any walk-off, Kevin Barker is a sweet walk-off. But when you look at the way tonight's game unfolded for the for the Blue Jays, the fact that it was Vladdy Jr. coming through with the game-winning hit, to me, it makes it even... It increases the sense of the dramatic because... Vlad's got 16 home runs. It's not like he's having the worst year in the history of baseball. But all of us have been saying we're kind of waiting for him to be the Vladdy we saw last year. Well, Kevin Barker tonight goes four for five. He's another home run. Three batted balls over 115 miles an hour. I know we're not big on, on hard contact and all that, but that, that says something where you're hitting those balls and you're, and you're getting hits. One more game against the Orioles. The Yankees are coming in. The weather's hot. Maybe the ball's flying more, Kevin. This is, if you're a Jays fan, you're looking at tonight, and yeah, there's some things to worry about, but if you're a Jays fan, you're looking at tonight, and you're going, if Vladdy's heating up, bring on the Yankees. Absolutely. Okay, well, let's let's break down how he got three three batted balls of 115 miles an hour. For, for me, all year, it's been timing issues. The, the fruition of that gather, that second little start that he had has been off, whether he's getting it started too late, whether he's starting it too early, whether it's making him drop his hands, he's waiting too long. Whatever the case is, tonight, he didn't have that issue. He was more balanced. When he's more balanced, that front shoulder stays in the zone and stays long, which means direction towards the pitcher through his swing longer because he has a, a stronger base. He's more level with his lower half. That in turn makes his swing that much more level, which that's why when he hits the center of the baseball, Jeff, he hits the ball harder than any human should be able to hit a baseball. And you can tell when he's balanced and he is on time, and I always talk about that athletic position, when he gets that front foot down on time, his decision-making is quicker, right? It's like that last at bat. He took the elevated fastball to Hundo, and he gets the 99 down the middle. But you could tell because he was so athletic and he was ready to hit, and he knew because of past at-bats that if he keeps that front shoulder in, he can even hit 99 and turn that around. It's... Look, it's it's second to none. I, I said early in the season that I think he's the best right-handed hitter in baseball. I'm sticking with it. I know he's gotten off to a slow start, but everything that he does mechanically and when he hits baseballs and he's confident and he's just doing little things, he can carry your team to the playoffs. 416-870-0590, star 590-590-590 is the text line. It is Blair and Barker. This is Blue Jays Talk. The Jays walk off the Baltimore Orioles 7-6, the fourth and final game of the series tomorrow afternoon, 3:07, first pitch, and then the New York Yankees come into town. There's a lot to talk about out of this game. Lots of home runs. Jose Barrios is pitching. Jimmy Garcia is pitching. But, Kevin, the drama was created by a decision, and I, I don't know, Garcia, Kirk, I mean, we'll, we'll have to figure this out, but the drama was created by a decision that for some reason saw Jimmy Garcia throw a breaking pitch to Ryan Mountcastle with Adley Rushman on deck, and uh, the resulting home run tying the game. 
and setting the stage for all the drama. Kristen Stoney Creek, you want to talk about that particular play with Kevin and myself? Guys, let me just say, great show as always. Uh, before I get a question quick, let me just ask, how's Buck doing? Uh, Buck is, Kevin, I mean, I haven't spoken to Buck lately, but everything uh, everybody's telling me is, I, th- the last time I spoke to him, he said, I'll see you in the summer. So mm-hmm. that sounds good. You know what? Speedy recovery. God bless him. Okay. Um, yeah, I just want to talk about like uh, you know I, I know Rushman hit a home run tonight, but I mean Mountcastle's batting almost three hundred. I mean he hit two home runs off of us tonight. I, I mean I don't understand why we pitched to Mountcastle, didn't pitch to Rushman, and it, this is only my personal opinion. But if you're going to bring a guy up to the plate and you're going to try to stay away from him in that type of situation and throwing breaking balls away, you know, or off-speed pitches away, sorry, then why don't you just walk them if you're trying to avoid them? Absolutely. Kevin, I'll turn it over to you. Chris, that was our thought exactly. Uh, Chris, that's a great that's a great question. Here, here's what I think. I think when, when Pete Walker walked out there, and I have no idea, actually, we, we, nobody has any idea what he said to him. But we can guess that he probably said, hey, this guy kills us. Don't let him beat you. You know, throw your best secondary pitch. And for me, I the I don't have an issue with them pitching to him because it's very hard to walk out there to your setup guy and go, hey, dude. Walk this guy. Don't pitch to him to pitch to the next guy. It's very hard to do that. Like it's just that sort of ego thing of he's a setup guy. Like he's got good enough stuff. If he makes decent pitches, he's going to get anybody out. Yeah, and and you know, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not taking anything away from Ryan Mountcastle, but you know, Jimmy Garcia is one of your leverage relievers. You want to go to the World Series. You know, I I, I understand you can't look that far ahead, but I'm thinking at some point. You know, I'm thinking you let this guy go at him. The only issue that I the only issue I have is why you throwing him two breaking balls. That's his fourth best exactly. pitch. He's got a sinker. He's exactly. got a four seamer. He's got a slider. Throw one of those three. Throw it middle away. If he beats you to right center, you tip your hat to him. You live to fight another day. I just don't understand why you try and throw their best hitter, your fourth best pitch. That for me doesn't make any sense. And sometimes you got to learn the hard way, Jeff. You got to have somebody go back leg city for you to go. Eh, Probably not going to do that again. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, again, when the move was originally made or not made, that was my reaction. We go, why, why don't you just put him on? And then you go, okay, put the go-ahead run on base. I get all that, or you bring the go-ahead run to the plate. I should say, I get all that, but uh, yeah, I just, uh, I mean, that guy, that guy has killed the Jays. He was locked in tonight. Um, you know, before tonight, I mean, what he's got, he has a 1.057 OPS and 10 home runs against the Jays. I mean, he's, a, he's, he's one of those guys. He's going to do damage against the Jays, but I'm with you, Kevin. If you're going to generally, I like the idea of let's just put them on. I, I'm not a big fan of don't give him anything to hit because don't give him anything to hit. Sometimes equates into wild pitch or pass ball. I don't, I don't like that for me. He's you your know. setup guy. When your setup guy is facing their best guy, he should be able to get him out and, Making good pitches. That's the only point here is if you're going to attack a guy, don't do it with your fourth best pitch. And sometimes you got to, again, like I said, learn the hard way, and I'm sure he did. Yeah, we'll have to, uh, you know, maybe we'll find out what exactly Pete said uh, to him and whether or not there was a mix-up <laughs> in communication. I, I You know, I, I don't know. But it was, you know, thank God that, that, that Vladdy came through tonight because – if they had lost that game, you know, 
put, put the flame retardant material up with with the Yankees coming into town on on Friday. I mean, as it is, we're talking about Vladdy walking it off, and Kevin, we've also we've got to talk about Jose Barrios tonight. Um, you know, I mean, the, that that first inning kind of set the tone. Seven innings, eight strikeouts, no walks, eighty six pitches. He did give up, did give up some some hard contact, but by and large, it was pretty good. His pace was good. Uh, the the most important thing for me is his finish was solid. It was a straight line. You didn't see a whole lot of falling off to the first base side. You didn't see him choking off the alligator arm, curveball, slider, slurve, whatever he wants to call it, whatever anybody else wants to call it. You didn't see some of the alligator arms. That sometimes those are, are non-competitive pitches. His velocity was steady. You know, it was up and down a little. I think he was trying to get cruise control when he got a bigger lead where he wasn't humping up and trying to sit at 95, 96. It was more 93. His misses were competitive out of the hand. It wasn't an easy take. That's a big deal for a guy that spins it a ton like he does. And you can tell out there he's oozing with confidence. Like when you add all of the things that I just mentioned together, you get seven scoreless innings against the Baltimore Orioles, and that's exactly what it's supposed to look like. Yes, and uh, one of the things that really – interesting me about Jose Barrios, Kevin. If you look at his career numbers, June is far and away his best month. Uh, and I'm not talking this year. I'm not talking last year. He's been pretty good this year. June is far and away his best month. The ZRA in June is 286. I mean, it, his ZRA in June is, is, is one and a half runs a game better than a lot of the other months. What 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 I do what I do know is spin guys need a lot of reps. They they need to be able to feel it snapping off their fingers because they need to start that have target to where they want to start it to actually you know that determines on where it ends up and you need to do it a lot. Basically is you know why I think he has a better June than he would the first couple of months. And oh by the way, if you remember, he was in Minnesota for a very long time. It's colder than all get out there. Yeah. A lot of the times you don't even want to walk outside. And for a spin guy like that, you. You would think that would be a little tougher to grip baseballs. And, you know, that that's the part of it, I think, is my theory. But I think mm-hmm. there is something a little to that, that it's a little tougher for him to grip it. But, man, when he's spinning it like he's spinning tonight, he's fun to watch. Adam and Georgetown, you want to talk about Jose Barrios? I do. I do. First of all, gentlemen, um, I podcast you guys every day. I listen to the broadcast when I'm out working. And then I listen to Jay Sog after you guys are both a part of my uh, – like huge part of my day. I appreciate both of you. You do amazing oh, work. Keep it up. Thanks That's a lot. great. Thank you very much. That's awesome. No, no worries. Um, so, yeah, Barrios, look, he seems to have turned it around, which is an amazing sign because we need him. Um, I, I really like – I think you can tell very early on that he's doing well when he's got a really good pace, like you guys have both said. Um, another pa- – thank God, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., guys, seriously. <laughs> that that <laughs> He is just an unbelievable hitter, and when he's hot, he's hotter than anybody. Um, I, I don't know about you guys, but that's pretty uncommon for Yimmy Garcia, I think. Um, I looked at Twitter after the Jays blew it, and I saw Blair tweeted out that Ross Atkins needs to make a move, and I agree. We need swing and miss in that bullpen, but it happens even to the worst. Like, when you're giving up runs to the worst teams, it happens. But, uh, yeah, just, just – uh, just a good game um, other than the bullpen issues. And uh, another huge, huge credit to Jordan Romano, because I heard on the uh, Wagner said that uh, the Jays challenged uh, that play when uh, Romano was coming out. And mm-hmm. I, and they, they explained how hard it is for a closer to, to have that momentum stop and then go. But he was absolutely solid. 
Um, he hasn't been used a lot lately, but he just looked absolutely unbelievable. Um, yeah, appreciate the both of you. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks, Adam. Yeah, it was noticeable, that, that, and they caught it on TV. Romano turned around and went back. Like, he was ready to come out, and then he turned around. He turned around and went back. But, uh, yeah, look, I mean, I just said on Twitter, I said, you know, make the deal, Ross. Kevin, we've talked about this. Uh, yeah, you, you know, Jimmy Garcia is one of your leverage relievers. Trevor Richards is has has not been good in his recent outings. I just think Richards and Simber are being overexposed. I think Jimmy Garcia is okay as kind of your second-choice setup guy. I don't think he's a guy that I necessarily want to rely on down the stretch. They've got to add at least one or two bullpen arms. They just do. And you know what? You're either going to do it now and pay a little more when you've got all these hard games coming up. you got games against the Yankees. you got games against Tampa. you got games against Boston. Do it now or wait and make the trade at the trade deadline. If you know you're going to need it, if you know you're going to need it, and if you know this year is about trying to go to the World Series, then make the deal. And and, and that's essentially what I was saying. I think that's we essentially be re- what I was saying. They they need they need swing and miss at the back end of the bullpen. That's not that's not rocket science, Kevin. It's not. Let's be honest. They're not going to win the World Series with the bullpen they have. They got some no. nice guys in the bullpen that that know what they're doing. They're veteran guys that can add and subtract. I do like Jordan Romano's pitch that was ninety nine miles an hour. Where's that been all year? And, you know, it's mainly Kevin, been ninety five. It's only the third time he's pitching a month, though. He should be throwing ninety nine. You would if he's think not so. throwing ninety nine to the third time in a month, he I'm got not trouble. Sure. I'm not sure that has anything to do with it. I think that's more mechanics thing. The way he has the crossfire and and you know doesn't have a ton of momentum going towards his target. It's it's a lot of the crossfire, and he's relying a bunch on. His shoulder, his elbow, uh, his wrist to create the velocity that he wants it to, and I think that's why you're seeing the up and down with the with all the velocity. But that's kind of nice to watch. But I'm with you, man. It's 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 hopefully sooner than later because they need bullpen arms tomorrow. Yeah, listen, you've <laughs> got you've got a series coming up against the Yankees. I, I, I'm just going to say that. Then you got Tampa Bay. Then you got Boston. If you can honestly, if you can honestly, and I'll throw out this question. It's your confidence in this bullpen going into going into the series with the Yankees, going into games against Tampa, how, going into games against Boston. What, what's your level of confidence? If, if you're how, a listener, 416-870-0590, star 591 590 I'm a listener. Look how hard they, they had to work to get through the Orioles lineup. Yep. That's all you need to say. the Blue Jays walked off the Baltimore Orioles. The series wraps up tomorrow. We'll come back and go back to the phone lines. It's Blue Jays Talk on Sportsnet 590, the fan. John Angelos put a stop to that earlier this week. 2-2 to Guerrero will leave a vapor trail as it ends up in the seats. Left center field for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He is locked in tonight. Yeah, yeah, you might say that, Ben Wagner. Vladdy certainly <laughs> was locked in tonight. He walked it off. The Blue Jays walked it off in extra innings, 7-6. to six. And now the Bet365 standings update. With Bet365, you can watch thousands of live games, build your own bet, and you can even make a bet while the game's still being played. As the guy in the commercial says, yes, you can. 19-plus, play responsibly, Ontario only. As we look at the American League East standings, the New York Yankees continue to roll. They're 46-16. and 16. They won their sixth in a row 
4-3 over the Tampa Bay Rays. The Boston Red Sox, they're playing Oakland. They won 10-1. I mean, why do I even need to say they won? Therefore, the standings are the Yankees in first place at 46-16. and 16. Toronto, second, nine games back. Tampa Bay, 11 games back. Boston, 12 and a half back. The O's are 20 games back. So there is a chance, Kevin, that by the time the Yankees leave town this weekend, they, they, they could be comfortably into double digits with the lead over the Blue Jays. Nope. Or the Jays could have closed the gap on them. But, Vlad, he um, saw it again. But, Vlad, but there you go. Um, the uh, And I mentioned this a little earlier, too, the schedule. The uh, Blue Jays schedule, just for those of you who are wondering. There's a five-game series against Tampa Bay wrapped up around Canada Day. That includes a doubleheader. That's preceded by three games against Boston. They go on the road next week to play the White Sox and the Brewers. This ain't an easy stretch. Let, let, let's put it this way. This isn't an easy stretch for the Blue Jays. Brian in Burlington. You want to give credit to somebody other than Vladdy tonight. We're always here for that. Well, my problem is that fans keep just checking in on Vladdy. The rest of the offensive lineup is fantastic. We haven't seen this in years. And I've been a fan since 77. Our pitching staff, yes, needs to be adjusted. But Vladdy will get his hits. I mean, the man is, uh, what, 250, 34, 37 now. And it's just amazing how many people, every time he comes to the plate, say, well, Vladdy's not doing this. Look at the rest of this hitting lineup. Yeah, listen, uh, you know, I think the, and thanks for the call, Vladdy's, Vladdy's one of ours. Right. And and that's the thing about this, that, that that's why there will be, there will always be focus on Vladdy. And there will always be focus on Bo because they're they're two of ours. They're guys that we saw come up as babies. They're guys that hopefully we get to cheer for for the next six years. They they are always going to be the focal point. And Vladdy's going to be the focal point because his old man was a Hall of Famer. And you know, with all due respect to Bo, there was nowhere near the buzz around Bo Bichette that there was around Vladdy. There 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 just wasn't. And that's why so much of the spotlight falls on Vladdy. Um, you know, Kevin, as to the caller's point, I don't know, man. At 2015, 2016, there's some pretty good hitters. There were some pretty good hitters there was in those pre- teams. There was pretty good, too. Yeah, you know, it, it was uh, may, maybe a little bit more balanced, too. Lefty, righties, there's a couple of those thrown in there in 2015. Uh, look, I, to, to his point, I do think tonight Alejandro Kirk had a big hit to right center field against the lefty. Guy throws a bunch of changes. What do you do? You let the ball travel. You stay behind the baseball. You sort of take what he gives you. He got him off to a little bit of a good start there. It was one nothing. Vladdy scoring from first. That's a big deal. Santiago, short to it and long through it. That's why you see him getting those cheap little hits on good pitchers' pitches because he is short to it and long through it, which gives him a chance to fight that stuff off and keep it in the big part of the field. And every once in a while, you need a couple of those little dinkers to, to keep you on a hot roll. Matt Chapman tonight, look at that. He's creating that little chop down like he's chopping wood to get to his big finish. Where does it go when it goes down? It's got to come up. That's how you create loft and you get it in the air. He hits the bottom part of that breaking ball. You see where it goes. So there's some guys that had some big at-bats tonight and helped this team win a game. Other yeah, than Vlad, uh, 
And I, I also want to I also want to point this out because I thought Caleb Joseph did a terrific job on the broadcast tonight talking about this. You know, people are always saying you guys are fixated and swing and miss stuff out of the bullpen. Well, use use the tenth inning as a perfect example. You know, Adam Simber, not a guy we associate with swing and miss. He strikes out McKenna. That means that the infield gets to go back and play their normal depth. You know, I, I, Caleb's right. In, in, in extra innings, you need at least one punch out. You need at least one punch out. And, you know, and Kevin, you saw, how did Brandon Hyde play this? What do we say in, in, with the ghost runner in the 10th in, in the inning? Never bunt on the road. If you're, the, if, if you're the, the team that's hitting first in extra innings, play for two. Uh-huh. Brandon Hyde bunted. He's saying, I'm going to get one, and I'm going to bring out some dude throwing 100 and see if these guys can hit it. Okay, you're trying to put – what's a manager's job? His, to put his, his players in the best position to succeed. The eight-hole hitter's up. You bunt the eight-hole hitter to make the job for the nine-hole hitter easier. There's mm-hmm. a better chance of him getting a cheap hit or a cheap ground ball or a big hop or a sack fly with a runner on third. Now, it didn't happen. And Adam Simber made a good pitch to strike a guy out. But the reason why he's trying to bunt that guy over to get that guy in is because Felix Batista is coming in the game who throws 100 miles an hour who's going to face three right-handed hitters. Now, it is the meat of the order for the Blue Jays, but they are heavily right-handed. And if you can do something with some velocity and go away with the slider, you got a decent chance of getting them out. That was the whole point, I think, and why they were trying to do that. Blue Jays walked off the Orioles 7-6. I want to get to Greg in Niagara Falls. Greg, I am I'm intrigued by your question, and I'm going to give you all the time to ask it. Yeah, how you doing, guys? First-time caller and uh, enjoying your show. I, I really like your perspective, Kevin, because uh, I really love baseball, and I'd just like to say that Guerrero, I'm really pleased with him, even when he came up in 2019. Part of the problem, in my opinion, and it's not to be negative, Guerrero sometimes – sometimes tries to generate too much power. He doesn't have to do that because he's got more than enough bat speed. You know, we're talking, I love Joe Carter, but hey, listen, <laughs> Grill's even better. And I hate to, I don't even like to say that, <laughs> but that's the yeah, past, right? Mm-hmm. But that's where he gets into some problems sometimes, generating, trying to generate too much power. I've been watching. So hey, I wanted he, your perspective, uh, Kevin. Uh, and Bo Bichette, sorry for, uh, for interrupting. Bo Bichette, Buck was even saying, you know, just let him play. I, I knew he just needed to have more consistency because I knew he had it in him to uh, play better defensively. So I'm just going to hang up. But, you know, thanks for taking my call. And, uh, you know, go Jays go. And, like, uh, you know. Oh, I thought you wanted to, I thought you had a comment about this is why I got you. Oh, oh. I thought you had a comment about negativity surrounding Oh, yeah. Team. I keep hearing people saying, and I live in Niagara Falls, oh, the Jays aren't going to win. And I'm getting tired of it because they're a very good team. And, but I was just wanted to add about the Guerrero because you guys were talking quite a bit about him. But like I said, thanks for taking my call. Have a good no night. No problem. Take Way care. to go, Greg. All, all, the, all those are great points by Greg. I, you, again, I, I think when you're a young kid and you're as good as Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is, sometimes you try and do too much. And, and again, his team got off to a really slow start. And, and this is the first time really expectations has been as high as the Blue Jays have expectations coming out of spring training is they were expected or they are expected to make the playoffs. And yeah. when your team offensively is supposed to do something that most teams can't do, and then they get off to the start they got off to, it's very hard for a 23-year-old to sort of back off, take what the pitchers give them, instead of 
going out there and sort of getting it down and trying too hard and overswinging. So Greg's point is spot on. But sometimes for a young kid, it's very hard to do that. And I think yeah. you're seeing a process here. And the process is that sometimes you – I said this earlier about Jimmy Garcia. Sometimes you got to learn the hard way. And and I don't want to say that Vladdy is – it was – you know, a, a, a bad hitter to start the season, but he had to learn a lesson that probably the way he was approaching that early is not going to work. And sometimes you got to learn that on the fly, and that's what it, that was what was happening there. And it's now you can tell it's just when he's balanced and he's driving that front shoulder towards the baseball with everything that happens in the middle of his body and the bat speed he has and the hand-eye coordination. I mean, it is for me anyway, second to none. Yeah, he uh, he is he he is something else, and you know I I don't, I mean I you know the neg- negativity around the team. I, I listen. I, I think people need to be a, a little careful here. Um, you know, I thought about this as with regards Hyunjin Ryu, and I think we we talked about this on Blair and Barker, and 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 I'll keep harping on it. Uh, when you sign someone to a long term contract. Chances are very good that the last year of that, especially an older player or an older pitcher, chances are pretty good the last year of that contract is going to be a washout. Like I, I, I've said, I don't expect I don't expect George Springer at the end of this contract to look like George Springer looks right now. I, I I just don't. I don't even know if he'll finish it out here. He may end up being traded in the last year of his contract. When you sign a player to a long term contract, especially a contract of the length like six years or something like that, or even five years. You know, you're you're doing it with the understanding that there is a chance that at some point that's going to turn into a sunk cost, which is what Hyunjin Ryu is. That's not being negative. That's just a fact. And and I think that I, I don't think there's negativity around this team. I think there's a lot of engaged, intelligent baseball talk around this team because people realize that this team's good enough to go to the World Series. They're good. Yeah, I think they are. I expect them to go to the World Series. I don't know if they're going to win it, but Kevin, that that's my expectations for this team this year. And, I do, and and I think I'm. I, th- I think a lot of people have those expectations. A, a lot, a lot of fans. I think of the Blue Jays is is there's no more excuses. This team is good enough. They're good enough to win the American League East. Obviously, this year with the Yankees, but yep. there's no more excuses around this team, and and I sort of like it that way. Richard and Richmond Hill, you want to talk about Matt Chapman, and I'm always, 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 always open to talk about Matt Chapman. Yeah, one of the best, I, one of the best players on the team. Um, what a great pickup! Um, I was just wondering, like, um, I heard Dan Schulman and Pat Tabler talking earlier about how in 18 and 19, when he had these great offensive years, he was playing in Oakland, and that's not a hitter's park. And um, he did what he did in those years in Oakland where a pop-up, you'd get, you know, it's the foul territory is like a country mile. Yes. And I'm just wondering how, like, he did that there, and now he's in a hitter's park, like the Rogers Center. Um, I'm just wondering, like, does a guy like Matt Chapman, who everybody's worried about, like, the 202 strikeouts the year before, um does he benefit you defensively and you take whatever he gives you offensively? Thanks for the call, Richard. I mean, Kevin, I think we're all on the same page here. I did, I did too. His defense, I don't even know how you could talk about it. I mean, it's 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 elite stuff. There's only it's game one guy. Changing. That, it's a game-changing defensive there, player. There's only one better defender at third base in baseball. 
than he is. And to say that he makes your team better, he makes your rotation, your pitchers, any pitcher that comes in the game better because of who's standing at third base. Now, offensively, for me, he needs a trigger. A trigger is something that gets you going back so you can have maximum collision going forward when you hit the baseball. And he doesn't do a lot of that. He stands still, and that's why you see a lot of the pop-ups, the ones that go to second. I just think, for me, he thinks line drive, he'll do better. And sometimes just because he catches out front, he's playing in this smaller ballpark. Sometimes you see it in BP and you start tapping things and they start leaving the yard real easy and then you get in the game, you get a little too big. Just think line drive and he'll be everything that you want him to be. Yeah, I think, listen, I think when the year is done, I think he's going to have better offensive numbers in terms of batting average than a lot of people think. I think he's going to have a lot of home runs. He's going to have a lot of doubles. He's going to play really good defense. I'm I'm all in on this dude. I have been since the beginning. As I said, that's game-changing defense. He makes he makes Bo better. A happy Bo in the field is a happy Bo at the plate and vice versa. So it's all good. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Tomorrow morning, 10 to noon Eastern, Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, The Fan, and 360. Thanks for listening to Blue Jays Baseball, served up by the always game-ready Jack Link Speed Snacks. Feed your wild side, baseball fans.